A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday, Haley. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. Happy Saturday to everybody who is watching online. It's not live, don't no. worry. But we are recording, video recording, the show for posterity. Posterity. We would like to start posting the podcast on YouTube and when we can do video. Uh, yes, a video version of the podcast. Yeah. Does it get better than that? Probably not. <laughs> Can't imagine. <laughs> but it's something we're trying. And it's a little disconcerting because there's cameras pointed at our faces it's just you and I, though. That at least there's no camera people here. No, that would be much worse. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on to what we've got going today. We're going to be talking about a weird uh, kitchen appliance that potentially could save you a ton of time in the kitchen and help you make the best food you've ever made. Yes, that's and the key. we've got somebody we'll be interviewing, Peter Ogle. He works at Repcolite. You've heard him on the show before. He's he a man of... the... Oh. Oh, yeah. He mans the chat, yes. but he's a man <laughs> of many passions, and one of those yes. passions is the sous vide. And he's going to talk about that and why you might want one. That's coming up next. We'll also be giving away some gift certificates at the end of the show. A $50 gift certificate to a listener and a friend of that listener. We'll tell you how to get entered into that coming up. But right now, let's talk about... We've only got four and a half minutes. Now we've got three minutes. And go quick. Yeah, we got to go quick. But I want to talk a bit about a very unique product, a very strange product that we've got on the shelves in the stores at Repcolite. It's something that you probably walk by if you're in the stores and don't even look twice at it. Well, you might if you notice the label. That's the best thing about this product, in my opinion. It does a lot of things and it's really cool, but the label is my favorite thing. Well, right. It's very interesting. It's a little guy... He's Pretty buff. Got his like muscle shirt on, and it looks like he's a big weightlifter, and he's Some like kind of tight, holding up the Durham's at the oh, top yeah. of the label. It's the colors are good, everything about it. It's I love. an eighty-year-old product. It's super old. I don't think they've changed the label since that. That's probably yeah. Grandpa Durham right there, <laughs> posing in the gym for that. But it's rock hard water putty. It's called. It's a powder, a gypsum powder basically you add water to it obviously and you can use it as a wood filler right in all kinds of situations and that's just one yeah that's aspect just scratching of its the use right it can form what when it dries it's super hard you might even say rock hard <laughs> <laughs> and if you know they in fact that's what they clued right into they put it on the label they knew what they were talking about right it can be screwed into it can be drilled into it carved can be cut on a saw carved all of those different things like i said you've got a knot in the wood you want to lock that down or you want to replace that you know fill that hole cracks in wood repairing things oh yeah. man it's very inexpensive it's a powder form, so it's always ready to go, unless you pour water in ahead of time. Then well, it's only going to be good for a few more minutes. <laughs> but if you leave it in its normal container, the way it's meant to be stored, you know what? I didn't even have the lid on mine, and it was still ready to go after three years of sitting on a shelf without a lid on it. Well, it is powder. It is powder. It's perfect for that. And I love that aspect of it, because normally when I go to get wood fillers, they're already dried yes, up. Yes, they're always dried out. So why did I need this stuff? What did I use it for? A very unique situation. And I think it just shows the the width or the, the range, breadth, yeah. the range, that's what I meant uh -huh. to say, of the product. <laughs> and I had been looking at a picture in an antique mall for probably about six months, and I didn't get it because the picture frame 
It was really old, but yeah. it was in bad shape. It had a couple of areas that were probably about a silver dollar size mm-hmm. that an intricate carving had come completely off. Yeah, that's so, not ideal. Right. I, I could maybe put some color on it to blend it together, but ah, it wasn't going to be perfect. Well, finally, it's a great price. I liked it. I've seen it so many times. I'm going to buy it and see once if I can just paint over that area. I sell paint after all. I Why can probably not? hide yeah. it. Well, I got home and I remembered Durham's water putty and I know it can be shaped and sculpted. And I thought, what if I mix it out, put it onto there? It bonds really well. Right. Once it starts to set up, maybe I can carve these little oak leaves into it. And That's a really good idea. I pretty much did. It's not perfect what I accomplished. What I saw in the picture was really impressive. It was really impressive because part of it was just a tremendous color match. I happened to have the right yes. paints at home that together made the match work. But even if I couldn't have, I could have painted the whole thing one right. more time a perfectly solid color. Exactly. Very strange, very interesting use of the product. It can be used for so many different things. But if you see it sitting on the shelf, just snag one. You'll find so many different uses for it. And like I said, it doesn't go bad. Inexpensive. Durham's water putty. Something to have for sure. Yeah. Just even if it's just for the little muscle man on the label. Yes, exactly. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking the sous vide with Peter Ogle. And we're going to make you really hungry. (laughs) That's all coming up next. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and Haley and I are in the studio with Repco Light's own Peter Ogle. Peter, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Now, people may recognize Peter. You've been on, on the show before, and we've talked about your work, your fine work, on the Repco Light website chat. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's not what we're going to do today. We've got you here for an unusual reason. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to get to that. But first, Peter, I'm going to tell you a little story about what this whole segment's going to be exactly like. I had, um, we were out of garbage bags the other day at my house, you know, and it's not, it's not grocery day, so we got to get by. But we had a lot of stuff and the garbage bag was already full. So we did a lot of packing <laughs> and a lot of pushing down and piling on and packing in because we had a whole lot of stuff to fit into this one little bag. That's what this segment is. There's a whole lot of stuff that Peter's going to want to cover. <laughs> but I have no idea how we're going to cram it into this little bag that we've got to work with. But we're going to do our best. What we're going to talk about is something I don't even know if I can pronounce. A sous vide? Yeah, sous vide. Not an SUV. No. Nope, not an SUV. The gas is too expensive to even talk about SUVs right now. That's right. This is electric. This is electric. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a sous vide. It's something for the kitchen. What do we even say, Haley? First off, Peter prepared us a meal out of this. Right. I think we need to start with that. Peter was so enthusiastic about this little machine that he decided he was going to prepare a meal for us, a gourmet meal in the middle of the day, brought it, set it up, cooked it all, and served us lunch. And it was amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And Peter, you know, we gave you a lot of compliments. And I almost got to the point where I told you, you know, because you were wondering if we were being genuine. Yeah. I made that uh, joke. I was kind of concerned. You seemed very skeptical when I told you about this. Well, I was very skeptical, and we'll get to that, but I almost licked the plate clean. Yeah. It was that good. So, but since I've got class... And I was surrounded by people that wouldn't have been comfortable with that. See, that's what it really was. If I had been at home, then all over that, it was really good. Okay, 
the sous vide. Explain what it is, and then we'll just kind of try to work our way around this and cram all this stuff into this bag. So sous vide is actually a word that just means cooked in water, uh, which doesn't sound very appealing. No, it does no. not. <laughs> uh, the, the magic happens with the vacuum sealer. So that's what I'll start with. Um, if you have a vacuum sealer and you have a desire to eat meat, I'm sure you've sealed your meat for the week. Sure. You can get food safe bags and you do that and you stick it in this sous vide and it goes into the water and the water tempers what's essentially an oven. And so it cooks at a very, very precise temperature inside the bag, sealing all your flavors, all the steak juice, your burgers, whatever it is, all together. So you get the richest, most flavorful version of whatever food you're making. Yes. I think that's the best part of it, in my opinion. I was really skeptical about the whole bag thing and the water. Like, yeah. I don't love that. Weird. The time is a big thing for me, but the flavor... <laughs> was phenomenal. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you felt that way cuz the other thing that came out of there were mashed potatoes. And so it was two si- two pieces of food really in one machine. And that's one of the things that's wonderful is it keeps your food to temperature. So no matter how many things you're trying to balance and when you're in a kitchen, it can get overwhelming very easily. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, like myself included, want when they want dinner on the table, they want everything all at once. They don't like having to constantly go back to the kitchen because something's almost done cooking. Sure. Something's overcooking. That's why you have kids, Peter. <laughs> Somebody go check the oven. Is yeah. that thing in there done? Yeah. If it is, bring it out, but don't burn yourself. Yeah. That's how you do it. That's a parenting tip for you. You yeah. may write that down somewhere. Well, I, I saw food in the oven, but now I see charcoal, Dad. What what do I do? Well, then, then you just bail. <laughs> okay. So it will prepare all a, a number of different um, aspects of your meal all yes. at once. You can do all of that. Help people understand you know, visually what it is. It's radio. We can't just put up a picture while we're talking. Sure. It looks almost like a... A squared off crock pot. To some yes, extent. it does. That is, I think, the best way you could have described it is it does look like a squared crock pot. It is like a crock pot that is an oven that you fill with water and uh, you put your bags of food that you've prepped into the sous vide. If you're doing mashed potatoes, you can actually just put your cubed potatoes into the, the sous vide with your cream, your butter. In what, the vacuum sealed bags. In the vacuum sealed bags. And then when it's done, you actually mash it up right in the bag. And that actually will save you the work of having to mash and clean up a pot and everything else. Okay, so the vacuum sealer is separate. That is not sold with the That's correct. sous vide. Yes. Right, will... So you got to have that. And you've got, let's just start with that, you know, take a step back. Huge recommendations. You were going on and on. I had to tune you out eventually because I had things to do. <laughs> but all the different things that you could do with just a vacuum sealer. Yeah. Uh, whatever you have that you want to keep dry and preserved, vacuum sealers are amazing. I mean, I have a friend who ships books to various places and they've gotten soaked. So he got a vacuum sealer. He seals the books. Nobody ever complains about getting uh, damaged books or wet books. Um, you know, I've saved ammo if you have uh, anything like that that can get corroded. Uh, sure. Sealing it up when you're storing something because you're not going to use it for a while, it's a great source for that. You even and, talked about packing for vacation. Yeah, that too. Clothing. So if you're camping, if you're a big camper and you want to be able to throw your clothes in your backpack, but you don't know when you're going to get rain or sand, you sure. might be concerned about ticks getting in your clothing. Uh, yeah. Uh, there you uh, go. Let's we not forget about. We just need a vacuum about. seal, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna vacuum seal my underpants, and they will be sand and tick free. They, they will It'll be amazing, and though it'll form them into a little tight, small package that I can drop in my suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's great. Isn't yeah. it? it is. That makes me laugh. Spare That's a undies. funny concept. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's smart, though. It is smart. Okay, so the vacuum sealer. Yes. A lot of other uses. Yes. And I'm sure people can get creative and come up with more. So that's got to be purchased separately. The sous vide. Yes. All these foods that you're dropping into there need to be in these vacuum sealed pouches. Yes, for the most part. Okay. The only exception would be eggs because they're kind of their own sealed thing. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that's the kind of thing. The perfect I, food. It comes in its own packaging. Yeah, I would still vacuum seal that just because I'm a completionist. You know, uh. everything is else is back vacuum sealed. The eggs yeah. are gonna be Here's your poached sealed. eggs with some shell on the side. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the studio with Peter Ogle from Repcolite. Not talking about paint. We're talking about food prep, uh, uh, an actual appliance in the kitchen, a sous vide. It's something that Peter's got. And you've made a little bit of an argument that you just get amazing flavors out of your food, right? And yes. it's controlling the temperature to which you cook them. You're not overcooking your meat anymore. Walk us through uh, the process. So you, you throw it into the pot or into the sous vide. You've got to you pull it out of the little bag. Yes, yeah, so you want to. Yeah. So after you get out, uh, get your steak or your fish or whatever it is, it's not going to look good. It does not look appealing. No, it doesn't. I it, saw that. Yeah, it was a little grossed out. It looks like it's raw and it's changed color. <laughs> uh, no, it could be eaten at that point. Yes, it's, it's perfectly fine. Oh yeah, it's completely safe and it would actually taste quite good. So if but you eat with blindfolds, yeah, if you if you eat with blindfolds, you'll be fine. Okay. Uh, it won't have though that that crust on the outside. Yeah, that's really appealing. You bite into it and you get through the crust and then you get into the juicy, wonderful meat. It won't have that. So the way you go about that is you take it out and you set it on a towel or paper towels and you pet it dry which sounds very weird it really does sound yeah, you weird really Peter. struggled with this part well when yeah. he told me he had to pat the meat dry i i kept thinking the the ziploc the bag that you you know threw it into the oh, suv sure. with <laughs> the suv <laughs> <laughs> That's wet, and that's a problem. Yeah. And no, you actually pat the meat dry, and you do that because because uh, you want to put a sear on it, that nice sear. And if you have the water that's on it, not from the actual CV, but from the juices mm -hmm. of yeah. the food, it will never get a sear. It will actually just kind of turn gray uh, if you're cooking beef, um, and so you won't you won't get that nice char flavor. It won't look much better. It will look slightly better, but not really. Um, so you pat it dry, and that gets you the the crust. And then if you want to do something that I'm a fan of, like basting it, where you put in a little bit of butter and you throw some butter on it, so the crust really absorbs some sure. of that that flavor. That's how you can really pack the flavor in. So you pull it out of the sous vide, pull it out of its little. Um Vacuum sealed bag, pat it dry, and then you throw it on a frying pan. Yep, and you and want like a, a medium, medium high heat. I only do high heat, Peter, because I right. like to move fast. Oh, then you would be in luck. <laughs> do it. You would Don't actually laugh be in luck. Nearly. Yeah, no. In this case, you had actually be in luck. You'd be doing the ideal thing oh, because so you ridiculous. you don't. I, only cook on high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why there's all those other places on that aisle. Yeah, I go straight to high. <laughs> yeah. we're done in a few minutes, or we're getting food out <laughs> one or the other. Oh, yeah. So for somebody like you, then in particular, that's perfect because you don't want to cook it. It's already cooked. You just want that nice look. Okay, uh, and maybe a little bit of flavor from it. Right. So for you, yes, that's a win. Now, this is not an inexpensive item. And so I struggled with how do we bring this to people? Because I like to think with my wallet. And I assume that yes. any topic that's worth hearing is a topic that I could afford 
to get involved in. I don't know if I could with this or if I would. It's about 400 bucks for the item that you've got. Yes. There I chose. Are... Now, I'm not like you. I simply like things to be the best that they can. So whoa, whoa, I'll, I'll whoa, sacrifice whoa. my wallet. <laughs> I like it. I like right, it. Right, that's good. So you sacrifice the money to get the food that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, the the tool, really. I'm just uh, I, I'm obsessed about the, the tool. The food quality, though, for somebody like you. You can still get that good food quality with a cheaper version of it. Okay. And then those cheaper versions will go down to, just give me a ballpark range. Uh, about $130. Okay. So that can be your buy-in. It's a different kind of a look, but it will do the same type of thing. And we'll put some links in the show notes so you can check that out. We've established the price. We've established that you absolutely love it. And the food that you're getting out of it, the quality of the food is top tier. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the prep and all of that. Is it Mm -hmm. tons more work, less work? It kind of feels like it's more work to me. You know, it depends on who you are. Really? And how you like your food? So for me, um, I don't mind things being easier, but I like them to be just as good or better if they are going to be easier. So for some people, what's acceptable is like a TV microwave dinner. I don't personally like that. But if you do, this is going to be more work for you. If you do cook your own meals, though, Mm -hmm. this is going to be less work for you. though. Yes, because if you have meat, right, yeah, for example, sure. this is just our primary example here. It's yeah. the easiest example to use. And you're prepping it, right? Mm-hmm. You usually you take your meat out, you prep it, and then you have to cook it in the pan. You watch what you're cooking in the pan. You have yeah. to watch what you're cooking as a side. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably you know one or two sides is, is fairly normal for a dinner. And so you're having to manage all these, these different sides. Sure. And your timing has to be good. Otherwise, like we talked about earlier, your dinner is going to be served at different times. Yeah. yeah. So the idea of sitting down either by even by yourself or as a family is just kind of out the window because you're still dealing with the kitchen and not each other. Sometimes that's preferable, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see why you're skeptical now. No, no, no. I completely get what you're saying yes, with the with the stress that. level because yeah. that that part can really wreck my meal. Not because yeah. the food's bad, but because I am so amped up. It By the actually time it's finally ready. Jordan's meal for yeah. us. I don't mind my stress level. I'm just going. But he walks into the kitchen and it stresses him out because oh, yeah. I'm stressed about it. Even though I don't like feel that necessarily when I'm trying to manage the timing of everything, he reads that as I'm upset. Oh, yeah. And so now I am upset. I, I have <laughs> the same thing when I work in the kitchen with my uh, wife. She also gives me that look like, hey, are, are you OK? And it's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just very focused. Yes, exactly. Um, so I can see where this would help with that. You get all of these things together at mm-hmm. once. But it gets better. Oh, yeah. It if, yeah, it does. It gets okay. So okay. So wait a minute. That that's like super infomercially. <laughs> I speak for a living, but just wait. It gets better. Yeah. And Peter, our bag is entirely full. I happen to have a second bag, so we're gonna fill that other bag. But we're gonna have to take a break and play some commercials. Can you wait with us over the break? I'll I'll wait with you. All right. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Peter Ogle. More about this sous vide, and I'm going to make you talk about some meal prep, some meals that you're going to recommend to people out there. All right? We'll be back in just a minute. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and we are still in the studio with Peter Ogle from Repco Light. Peter just took a big slug of water. 
Hanging in there, Dan. Hanging in there. (laughs) Glad you hung out with us. We're talking about something very strange. Peter runs the chat on our website, and normally he's here talking about paint questions and all kinds of stuff where he's answering customers' concerns or whoever knows what, what they might ask. And you've had some crazy, very interesting questions that have led you down all kinds of interesting rabbit trails. But we're not talking about that now. We're talking about food prep, of all things. Yes. And Peter turns out to be... A food connoisseur. He's a sous vide chef. Uh, yeah, it's, it, right. We're talking about a, an appliance called a sous vide. Hopefully, you looked it up over the break. It's spelled S. I was going to say it's pronounced sous vide, oh which is what I've been saying. Now it's spelled S O U V D E. Yeah, V D E. Yeah, not V I D E. I don't believe so. I'm all not right. the world's best speller, but uh, and when it's French, it gets all the all the worse. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. so something like that. V i d e. Yeah. Oh, so there is an i in there. Yeah. V-I-D-E. All right, Peter, you are a bad speller. I am a terrible <laughs> speller. We'll get you an award of some sort later. So anyway, we're talking about that, and it's an appliance that Peter is really making the case. It's going to give you the best flavored food. Yes. That you've had probably ever. That's yeah. your argument. This is good stuff. It really locks it in. Locks yeah. in the flavor. Of course, there's a vacuum sealer that you have to get separately that works in conjunction with this. But um, not only will it give you the best food, you're arguing that it will ease uh, the whole prep process. Yes. And Haley and I aren't sure because we watched you prepare a meal for us. It was a wonderful meal. Strip yes. steaks and like Mashed New potatoes. York strip. And, oh, yeah. Really good. Really good. But it looked like a lot of work yet. So but you're making the case that it's it's easier, and you talked yes. about how you can prepare multiple uh, courses of your meal all at once, which is a real big saver. So and then I cut you off. Yeah. So let's think about this since you brought this up, like when you were watching me do the work that I was. Well, right? well I was participating. I just said I was watching <laughs> yeah. you do the work. Okay, you are observing very carefully. Yeah, you know. energetically. Managing. Yeah, energetically. Managing. I was managing yeah, there the you process. Go. <laughs> yeah, you were managing the process. So. When you really boil it down, you had homemade potatoes, right? Yep. Yes, I Homemade did. mashed potatoes. You had a perfectly cooked steak, yep. right? So already you're kind of at the best as, as far as whatever you can produce as a person, right? Myself. Um, yeah, for our, and for our lunch. That's the best lunch we've ever had. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. Because all I did, really, when you think about it, is just pull a couple of bags out, pat dry some meat, and sear it. On one side and the other, and then serve it. But what about the prep work to get it into the bags? How big yeah. a process was that? So here's here's my thing: is is when we left off, we were talking about you know you pull your your beef out uh, and the timing of everything. Yeah, and you do this prep. You put your seasonings on it, and then you have all the stuff to manage. You still have to put it in a pan. So you have to cook it very carefully, and you still have to put it on the plate. The only thing this adds to that is instead of doing that, you put it in a bag and seal it. That's it. And you can do that. How early ahead of time? As far ahead of time as you want. And this is where my argument really starts to shine for this is easier. (laughs) Okay. So if you are somebody who is a human, you eat all week long. Right, you don't just eat one. If I'm day. A somebody who eats humans all week long. <laughs> oh no, is that what he was saying? <laughs> no, did I, miss it, something? I would what assume I miss? you're a human being, right? You're not. Yes. You're not a robot under no, all. No, I'm that, a right? human being. Okay, so you, although he <laughs> drinks very little water and he will skip skip breakfast and lunch, yeah. so he's bordering, borderline, yeah. bordering. 
on but alien. Whenever I eat, it's not human. That's <laughs> okay. the thing I want to stress. So you if don't, I'm a you human, don't like long pig, and if I eat a lot, if you are somebody who does eat not even a lot, but at least have dinner throughout the week, sure, yeah, I've been known. You're going to have to make dinner every night unless Absolutely. you're eating out at restaurants. Nope. Now you you want to talk about expense restaurants? That's expensive. Oh yeah, I've got kids, Peter. I know about that. <laughs> that you do. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just me and one other person, and I don't even like paying for that. It's right. like fifty dollars every time you go out. And um, this though, what you do is you just prep it all ahead of time. So one sitting. And if I, for example, have uh, steak and I, I will get a lot of it and I will portion it out how I want. Right. And that's another nice thing, because if you get steak regularly for yourself and like two other people, uh, you usually get different sizes. That becomes harder to cook. It gets yeah. harder to, to deal with then. With this, um, no matter how thick it is or how awkward it is, it will cook it evenly. But better yet, if you're doing it yourself, you can portion out even better than what the butcher will do for you. So you you do all this, right? You get your steak and your chicken, whatever you're eating throughout the week, and you just seal it all. You seal it all ahead of time. And season it, do whatever yes. I'm going to do to it. You add your Throw seasons. it in the little Ziploc or the little yeah, vacuum the, sealer bag. Yeah, the BPA-free, food-safe bags. Um, it seals it. You put it in your meat drawer. And then in the fridge, in the fridge. Yeah. Unless <laughs> just in case your meat drawer is where yeah. the bread is. Yeah. In, unless you have an ice box or something. I, I don't know anybody who does that anymore, though. Well, probably not. Um, probably not big on the meat drawer, you know, under the counter yeah. either. So you like, only do that one time. Oh so anyway, you throw so, it in yeah, the meat drawer. So like, let's say you have a couple pieces of, of steak planned out throughout the night yeah. or, or through, throughout the week. And you have your uh, hopefully not throughout the night. Yeah. You'd be, <laughs> yeah, be overdoing it. To come back Second to that. dinner. Uh-huh. Have a uh, third dinner now. Yeah. So let's say you're going to have um, steak and then chicken and then steak and then fish throughout your week. Sure, right? sure. So you're you put your steaks in there, right? You ha- and you put your chicken in. You put your fish in. Throughout the week, you just pull it out. You set your CV to temperature and you drop it in and forget it. And, and how long does it take to get to where you want it to be? Most of the time, it's two hours. So if you get home, you know, four or five o'clock and you're planning on eating six, seven o'clock, it will be ready by then. Um, and the nice thing about that is even though with like steak, as our example, it takes two hours to cook, it, you have anywhere from two to four hours. So if it goes over, it's not going to overcook. Okay. And I really like that. That part's interesting. And it doesn't, you were saying, it doesn't matter if some of the pieces in there are thinner and some are thicker. That's correct. It's going to somehow magically well, make them all okay. The reason, so the reason for the water, right? And what this, water? In the Inside CV, the right? Gotcha. The reason for this is because it actually acts as uh, tempering. Sort of a catalyst, if you would, like a Haley to me. <laughs> Haley I would say that's a fair analogy. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Like you need it. a you need a little bit of ease to all that go go go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. so that that some, high temp cooking. Uh-huh. So somehow, yeah. <laughs> so somehow the water tempers and yeah. So instead of the because normally you have metal cooking directly into your food yes. one way or another, right? Yep. Instead, what this is is this is metal heating up water and it heats it up to within a degree of precision. And then it just keeps it consistent. Yeah, it keeps it so consistent, it will cook it to a medium, medium rare, whatever you like, and it will hold it at that that cooked temperature. So it doesn't continue to cook? Yeah, you will never overcook it. Now, if you go over that time, it will change the texture, and it can ruin the texture of the food. Okay. But it will never overcook meat. That's very cool. That part's really, really cool. I can see a lot of value to it. You love it. I do. 
So getting back, though, to what you asked me about the scheduling ahead of time, right? Now, here's yeah. where it gets even cooler. So you have all your, your meat prepped for the week, right? Yep. Okay. So I made you guys mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's mashed potatoes left over. Where do, what happens to those? Well, I don't like eating mashed potatoes with fish, for example, right? You might be able to get away with it with chicken, but let's say you wanted to keep it a couple of days. Well, because it's in a bag and you've sealed it. Vacuum sealed it. Vacuum sealed it. It will stay good for those extra couple of days and be just as good as when you had it the first time. So the next time you go to do your steak, you once again just pull out the same mashed potatoes, you pull out the same bag of steak you prepped earlier in the week, drop it in the machine, boom. There's your main course and your side. No prep. Could you freeze the mashed potatoes? Could I don't see why not. Could you throw that bag in the freezer and then next week when I have steak again, then cook it? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, would nothing, be, uh, nothing would be wrong with that. I don't know what it would do to the texture, sure. but okay. it would certainly be safe to eat. With beef, if you let beef thaw for 24 hours in your refrigerator, mm-hmm. you can actually get away with freezing beef and not have any change in the quality that That's you experience. So you can actually, if you are like me and you like to actually even butcher your own meat, I go that far. Um, like you have a cow? <laughs> I will get a piece of a cow, a whole chunk of a cow, and I will actually break it down oh, myself. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, that's still cool. That's not yeah. quite as cool as what I was thinking. <laughs> but then I'll freeze it, right? So yeah. you have a whole you know, month's worth of food, and it's cheaper that way. You can often save money if you go to the butcher and you butcher your own sure. meat. Yeah. And you'll get better meat for less money. And it will last you for months. And now it's already portioned out, and you just throw it in the sous vide. Yes. And the sous vide, is it a complicated thing to run? Can my children run it if I say, look, get it going? Yeah. It's going to be a little late, and I don't want to eat at 7. I want to have first dinner right at 5, so by second dinner at 7, <laughs> we're ready. But I can get them doing yeah. it? It's oh, yeah. complicated? It's, it's very easy. Um, really, there's only two buttons you have to keep track of, two to three. Uh, the power button, which everybody should uh, see, yep, you know, how to yeah, start that. You have a plus and minus sign, and that's your temperature. And then you have a play button, and that starts the, the CD player. <laughs> that starts the sous vide player. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna put a link in the show notes. Bottom line, Peter, I think really what came through most clearly is your passion for the machine, and your passion for really good food. And yeah, easier, you think it's, cheaper, better. Yeah, definitely the way to go. Now, prices, we thought they were about 400 bucks for what you've got. Yeah, if you want the nice one, you can go higher than that. You can go lower than that. There are some models for somebody like you who wants... What does that mean? Somebody who's cheap? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. actually, okay. I was going to say quite quite the, quite the a different trait of yours, actually. Oh, what is uh, that trait? You can actually even go more expensive, and you can get one with Wi-Fi connection, and it will actually turn on for you if you want. So remotely, if oh. you if money is not an issue for you, oh, and yeah. you want it just heated ahead of time... But, I like that. Yeah, by the time you get home, it will be ready for you to... So it's like a smart thing. Yeah. Yep, and you can even change the temperature. You can control the whole thing anywhere in the world that you are. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to be close enough to be able to get back to it in time. I would hope Anywhere so. In yeah. the world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm in Spain. We're starting it now. Uh, hop on the jet. <laughs> All right. So we're going to put a link in the show notes. You've had it for how long? I, that's always an important thing to me. Uh, I've had mine for about four years. Four years. Wow. Still loving it. I'm Still invested. doing what it's supposed to do. You haven't had any problems with it? No. And uh, the ones that I, I got come with a five year warranty. All right. From the factory. Cool. All right. Talk to us in a year then, Peter. All right. We'll find out how it's held up. Anyway, sous vide, Peter gives it two big thumbs up and even two big toes up. He's waving everything he's got. 
It's all positive. So, all right. Peter Ogle from Repco Light. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about alternate insecticides. If you've got bugs, stick around. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and we have a lot of stuff to cram into seven minutes and 48 seconds, I know. Haley. We always do this to ourselves. I know. I don't know why. Well, and we do it to everybody because now we <laughs> got to talk a million miles an hour on a Saturday morning. You're welcome. Uh, but let's get to some of the things that we got to do. We want to talk about some alternative insecticides. Right. I don't think I said that right. Alternative insecticides. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. But before we do that, I want to give away some gift certificates. We know everything is expensive right now. Projects become harder to jump into just because we're throwing money into the gas tank. So we want to help a little bit. We're going to try to do this as much as we can throughout the summer. And this week's is going to be a $50 gift certificate to Repcolite that you will win, but you'll also win, like we did a couple of weeks ago, one for a friend. So what you need to do is email radio at repcolite.com with your name and address along with the name and address of a friend. Make sure those names and addresses are different. Yeah, we'll we'll notice. (laughs) We'll clue into that and you won't win. But if there's two different addresses on there, that's ideal. Send those emails to radio at repcolite.com. You've got till 10 o'clock this morning. And then after 10 o'clock, sometime around there, we'll draw a random winner and we'll let you know via email. And then we'll get those gift certificates out to you and your friend coming up next week. So radio at repcolite.com, your name and address, a friend's name and address. You could each win a $50 gift certificate. Okay. Now let's get to these alternative insecticides. Insecticides. And you came in the other day talking about something your mom is using around the house. Yeah. Diatomaceous earth. Yeah. Which... We actually use a little bit of that in paint. It's a raw ingredient, and it's used in all kinds of things like toothpaste and cosmetics, pool filters, all kinds of stuff. But it's also used as an insecticide. And what it is is fossilized remains of diatoms, which are these little sea organisms. Mm -hmm. They essentially look like algae. But when they're fossilized, their bodies make this really nice silica that actually dehydrates anything with an exo I can't say it exoskeleton you did there it. we go um, she's practiced forever diatomaceous earth exo- exoskeleton <laughs> all the words you got it once <laughs> so it dries them out their fossilized yes. remains dries it out now when they're alive they're actually producing like 30% of the oxygen that we breathe that's more than all of the rainforest combined so, so pretty these cool little guys little diatoms are really rocking it. Yeah. I wonder what my fossilized remains will kill <laughs> or what good things it will accomplish. I'll never oh, know, but yeah. maybe someday science will. Hmm. But these guys at least have a value. Now, they do. not that I don't. <laughs> I hate to leave that hanging like that, but we don't have time. Um, how does it work? Now, you said it, you sprinkle it around the house, right? Exactly. Now, first, we yep. should take a step back. There's pool grade diatomaceous earth, yeah. and there's food grade. Right. Now, the food grade is the one that's, of course, in the toothpaste and stuff like that, and it's what's used to kill bugs right. and stuff like that. You get it in like a giant bag. It costs like $16, and it's in a powder form. Usually, it can come with a little applicator so that you have something to kind of 
distribute the powder around the outside of your house. And it really gets into the air. So you want to wear a mask. Definitely wear a mask because while it is technically human safe because it's food grade, it's in toothpaste and things like that, you don't want to breathe it. Right. That's not safe. Right. It, It definitely will irritate airways and all of that stuff. So you apply it in this powder form. Yep. Or you can apply it wet to minimize all of the dust. Sure. Now, the thing is, it's got to be dry in order to be effective. Yes. So if you do apply it wet to all kinds of different things. I mean, I've seen people spraying down their plants and stuff where they've got bugs on those on those leaves and right. stuff. They'll spray it down with a water mixture. Once it dries, now the bugs that crawl through it, it affects them. If you sprinkle it around the perimeter of your home, like I do with a typical, you know, a regular insecticide from time to time, You sprinkle it around that perimeter and the bugs that crawl through it on their way to your home Mm -hmm. to party, they're going to be surprised in about 48 hours when they're on their back with their legs curled up, right? And that's the thing with diatomaceous earth, too, is that it does take around 24 hours for it to actually fully kill the bug. Because what it does is, as a silica, it's pretty sharp on a microscopic level. And Mm -hmm. so the bugs get you know, essentially stabbed by this stuff. And that eventually sucks all of the moisture, fats, and oils out of their body. And that's what kills them. Yeah. It dries them right up, dehydrates the little suckers. And (laughs) there you go. So all kinds of different bugs. Very interestingly, and everybody needs to tuck this one away in the back of your head for that horrible day that maybe this happens to somebody out there, but it will kill bed bugs as well. So definitely something to tuck away. It's very effective, though. My mom's been using it, and this is the best year that she's ever had with keeping ants and spiders out of the house. So, Well, it's really cool. We'll put some links in the show notes so you can check it out. Diatomaceous Earth, you can buy it online. You can buy it at, I'm sure, garden centers. It's not expensive. A few precautions. It definitely can work. It will have to be reapplied over and over as the season goes, but something to think about. Another one, uh, another insecticide that is something that I ran into because I have ants in the house Mm -hmm. and it happens every spring and then there's a resurgence a couple of times throughout the year. And normally I have taro, that ant killer. Yes, love taro. It's like a little honey type stuff. Don't put it on your toast, but it does look like honey. (laughs) You put it on a little cart. I said, don't put it on your toast. That's safe. Let's not even bring it up. Well, I said, don't. (laughs) (laughs) So you put it on the floor on these little carts by the little trails. The ants eat it. They take it back to the colony, share it with everybody because ants are Mm -hmm. nothing if not generous with their own kind. And we use that against them in this form and it kills the entire colony in about 48 hours or so. you're, You're done with your it's really effective. Well, I was out of that, and I didn't want to go buy more because gas is so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was going out, so I didn't want to waste my gas. And I thought, look, I'll look online. Maybe I can find an alternative. Well, I did. I found this borax, and basically what you do is take borax, which is a, a soap. It's a common right. cleaning element. Yeah. And you mix it with water. You mix it with honey. You mix it with corn syrup, anything like that. You can mix it with peanut butter. Yeah, make a little sugary that they're going to want to eat. Right, right. Because the ants aren't going to want to eat the borax. No. It's not yummy. It's That's soap. That's the poison. <laughs> anyway, you mix it with something sweet. The ants eat it just like the taro. Take it back and it kills them. I thought that'll be great. And I thought it's going to be pet safe. Right. Because borax being a detergent, we think right, it's, it's kind of a natural element safe. thing. Yeah. And I thought we'll be fine. Well, no, it turns out it's not pet safe. You still have to be very careful around your pets. Be careful around children. A teaspoon size dose, you know, five grams. Rams can be lethal for a pet or a child. So seriously, take it safe. 
and use it at your own discretion. I still thought it's a great alternative to taro until I dug into it and realized, oh, borax is the active ingredient in taro. Yeah, that makes sense. So it is a way to make your own taro. We've got links in the show (laughs) notes to the recipe. Like we mentioned, it's pretty simple. One part borax, three parts water, honey, something like that. Put it on a little card. Keep it away from pets and children. Goodbye, ants. All right, Haley, that's all the time we've got. We're going to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. Get those emails in, radio at RepcoLite.com. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.